How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Hello, and welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm Emily, and I'm here with Sammy P. And we're just bringing you proof that Whole Thing Industries doesn't have an HR department because (laughs) we're here doing this. Sammy tried to go on vacation, and I said, look, if you ever want to work in this town again, (laughs) you're going to get on the mic and recap season 11, episode one of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I mean, clearly this was an emergency, and so we had to get to the newsroom. That's just our job. That's just how it is in the journalism industry. Yeah, absolutely. We are Vanderpump journalists, scientists, spiritual mediums. We take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone thinks that we're joking, we are responsible for Katie and Schwartz's divorce, <laughs> single-handedly. That's right. We called it in. Mm-hmm. Refer back to our Patreon seance, wishing for their demise the day before they announced their divorce. This is real. This is actually real. <laughs> we did that. We did that episode. I don't mean we did the divorce, but right. Yeah, we're joking. Wink <laughs> about our powers. Jo- we're joking. Yeah, joking. we're not delusional. Wink. But if we were, then you could listen to potentially a back catalog of us channeling these folks on this show. Yeah. And we're really we're we've never had a greater responsibility I think to society and the community because a lot of people just are watching during Scandal and so this is their first time having to wait for a new season. Mm-hmm. Anticipate it, wait for the first episode, not be sure if it's going to be a flop season or not. Yeah, I mean, we can kind of expect that it will be at least somewhat of a flop because Life can't just be catastrophe after catastrophe after shocking reveal, even though many seasons of Vanderpump Rules are like that. Like this one is... Please refer to seasons one through six. Yeah. They're they're a little older now, so they're a little tired. Like they can't... They can't give us what we're going to be expecting from this season. And so even though I tried to set my expectations too realistic, I couldn't help but be a little disappointed that like this was, you know, it's feeling a little old, even like it was filmed a long time ago. We know a lot more than they're showing. How many secrets are we even going to get? Are they too overexposed to make like a good juicy season? I hope not. I know people really didn't have their eyes on them before. So you'd get the occasional story of seeing someone fighting in a bar, but now it's like, they're just, they're being watched constantly. So it's like Tom was seen like at a restaurant, maybe with his mom or his aunt. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And Tom's been seen with so many different, like aspiring singers and Instagram models. 
in the time that we know he's broken up with Ariana. He's given the same interview a hundred times, including his most recent and potentially worst one on Nick Vial the other day. Okay. I'm so upset about that interview because it made me appreciate Nick Vial for a moment. Um, But I will have to give Nick credit for that because he did stand his ground and just let Sandoval run his mouth and make himself look like a fool and then just gently pointed out what we're all thinking, but wouldn't back down. Yeah. He challenged him, which only made Tom rageful. Yes. And I think that Sandoval thought he'd be safe with him. Like when at one point he was like, you know, I've been beaten down for so many years. And then I just met this, this girl in her twenties. I was like, are you trying to appeal to Nick's Nick and his child bride loving sensibilities here. Like, remember how you felt alive when you turned 40 and then you found some girl in her 20s and you just you got that spark. You know, we all have that experience as human beings. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I didn't even think about that. But but luckily for us and unluckily for Tom, Nick Vial is so completely delusional and so high off the scent of his own farts that he thinks that he is like some sort of guiding light for these type of guys. He's like, no, Natalie's really mature for her age. She was a super mature 19, so you know it's not even the same at all. Well, and he's acting like he's never cheated. Or like in the interview, he's like, listen, I've had friends that have cheated and and yeah, like, you know, I hold them to account and I'm like, well, what are you doing to change the behavior? Like, what are we going to do to make sure that you don't do something so disgusting and despicable again that makes me judge you? It's like, Nick, come on. Like behind the scenes, we all know your image is not as like a family man as you're like, it's just funny because you do we? because the vile files are. insanely hot it's such a popular podcast there's so many guests that i want to listen to but i can't give him the listen i know well i actually did bite the bullet and listen on two times speed to this interview and it was really hard to get through like and yeah nick and natalie were coming through as the voice of reason like they're trying to be like why are you like blaming this on ariana still why are you still saying like you were put down and not fucked enough and so you had to do this and Schwartz was laughing at him. Schwartz is like a shell of a human being. <laughs> well, what what else is new? <laughs> I know he's been he's been a husk. Yeah, I don't know if he was ever a whole man. <laughs> he's always been a few screws loose. I want to talk more about the house and them both living there, but we can get to that in a bit. Should we get into this episode? Yeah, take us through it. Okay. Ariana's making her own latte, and she says, I make my own lattes now. And, God, I hate to already refer back to this Vile Files exclusive, but (laughs) Sandoval's still going on about the fucking lattes. And I'm like- The dumpling lattes. You turned on an espresso machine every morning. Yeah. And, like, he's like, I literally, via that latte- was keeping the only injection of love, of care, of affection in our relationship, not to mention the batteries that I requested my assistant to put in the drawer. Like, so clearly you guys can see, like, I'm not crazy here. Like, I was holding this together. I know. It's, (laughs) Montreal's like the epicenter of those, of people like weighing their beans, grinding them, like having that long stem kettle thing that they swirl around. Like, I don't, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Even if he did that, it wouldn't justify anything. But I'm like, you're pushing one button. Why are we talking about this? And it's like, I hope Anne is getting paid overtime because it seems like Anne is. Well, Anne has launched her own podcast called We Signed an NDA. Oh. <laughs> Good for Anne. Good yeah. for Anne. Anne's like no assistant left behind. Like she quit. She's going to spill some tea. Um, Wait, did she quit? Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, she's not working for Tom anymore. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, incredible! Okay, Anne, she's like, please donate to my therapy fund. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) By listening, that's Anne has already become iconic just from being in the scene where she has to relay to Ariana that Tom says his LED strips fall under freedom of speech. So she's already out here doing the Lord's work. 
Yeah, maybe Anne is the breakout star of season 11. Yeah, we'll have to see. There's a whole cast of characters we have yet to meet. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, that's on Vanderpump Valley, though. I wonder... Oh, well, I was thinking of just Vanderpump Rules. Like, there's going to be all these, like I said, new new people in Tom Sandoval's orbit. Like, he has no one to film with. He's going to have all these weirdos around him kissing his ass. True. James says to Allie that he's so happy about their new house and it's so quiet and she says well there's planes overhead um so that's the catch the editors were so shady putting in only sounds of planes it's like and even when they were talking like I remember Lauren Conrad on the hill saying that they had to stop talking when the planes would fly overhead they'd have to pause but they're it's like plane sounds only constant plane sounds and like Every once in a while, they'll also look up at the planes because they they're so close that they like block the sun for a moment. <laughs> they can like feel the breeze on their head as they yeah. take off. Damn, LA real estate is wild. Mm-hmm. It's two million for a house in Burbank next to the airport. Whew. Yeah, and having astroturf all around your pool—that was a tough one for me. Well, I think that astro—I think you can put in a lawn. You just have to renovate and take care of the lawn. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even necessarily pro-lawn in LA. Like, you know, they, they need to get into, like, l- drought-resistant hardscaping and stuff. But AstroTurf? I was just shocked. I was like, James and Allie, I did not see you guys as, like, an AstroTurf type of couple. But, okay. I It, it fits in with this sort of young Jack's image of, like, when... When Jack's turned the corner and he's like, I am now a married man and I mow the lawn. This feels like James's version. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of thrown by the fact that in the first episode, James is just like, I'm clean and sober. Well, California sober. It's like, damn, we don't get to see any of what led up to that decision. You're just sober without a word and without even still being willing to call yourself an alcoholic. I know. I know. And what yeah how does he maintain that is he doing it like on his own or in a program and he said that oh Ali didn't force him but clearly I mean there was some kind of turning point I just wonder if it was a major one or he yeah kind of just woken up one day and been like I don't really want to drink anymore sure I mean I'm sure there's a rock bottom I just hope that we get to hear about it on the show <laughs> well I don't know if even rock bottom exists anymore as a concept because every time you think you hit it you go you can always go a little lower yeah but I mean for James like he had hit so many rock bottoms and then become sober against his will and then become unsober and then re-sober again as quote his decision for the first time so like that's a story like there's something there that was not touched on at all in this episode and I'm just hoping it's like a to be continued like most things with James on the show they're just swept under the rug yeah true like Like, as you know what allegations yeah yeah allegations alleged allegations that are pretty allegedly substantiated but anyhow (laughs) um (laughs) so ariana and katie are talking about how they're gonna thrift for teacups in the sandwich shop um ariana talks about them being under the same roof and the house is something that's really fascinated me because you might have heard, maybe, maybe not, that Ariana just uh, started, I was going to say launched a lawsuit. It's not a product launch. Filed a lawsuit. She filed a lawsuit against Tom to force the sale of the house. And this is a real, a real last resort type of move where it's basically a situation where people on both sides are going to lose out on money in the process but everything else that's possible has been exhausted is not possible tom wants to stay in the house and she's like like absolutely not you know and and he says he's gonna buy her out but in what world does he have the money i know him going on the podcast and being like we offered her like 3.1 million dollars which is over a million dollars more than we paid and she rejected it and i'm like really i'd love to hear her rebuttal to that she said the offer he made was trash and that's not a trash offer also 
he doesn't have 3.1 million. Yeah, it's very confusing. Like he had to borrow 250k from his mom, who's a firefighter. So yeah, she's a national hero, and he drained <laughs> her retirement savings for a bar that's going down the drain. Yeah, so now so, he all of a sudden has 3.1 million just so he doesn't have to quote build another gym. <laughs> yeah, and like also you don't get to just live in this lavish mansion after lavish what you mansion. did. He's paying his assistant to glue penis flutes together like you can't do that yourself you don't have yeah. precious time he's he's so crazy to think that he's not going to end up in a small apartment like tom and katie did and china like they're all back to small apartments except for him and he's like no i'm gonna keep my huge mansion and all of the custom things that we put into it like that we could barely afford as a couple let alone me alone with all these like de- like he's living in a fantasy world he really is. Um, he said he off- yeah he offered her three point one million to leave the house, even though they bought it for two million, which is not accounting for market value, current market value. It doesn't matter what you offer; you have to offer the current value. But he said they both paid two hundred and fifty k for a down payment each. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought at the time they said they paid for it in full, like they paid for it in cash. I know I thought they said that too but I guess they must have misunderstood maybe they paid their down payment 500k in cash and the, to keep their mortgage payments down or something I don't know but they they were bragging at the time that they went under what they could afford they're like we it was a conservative like purchase for us but I mean okay Okay, so yeah, it's not just me making up. They did say they paid for the house in cash, but maybe that's just not... Maybe not in those exact words, but I thought they were kind of giving the impression that they did. Someone who's more obsessive than us, I guess, pull up the clips, but I thought they said that this is why they'd been living in their shitty apartment for so long. They saved and now they've got... It it doesn't matter. Um, It could be an embellishment. It could be that they don't understand finances, which... Clearly, they both have some challenges in that department. But back to Tom's lies. He says, Ariana hasn't paid a single bill in the house in eight months, including the mortgage, which doubtful, especially Mm -hmm. since she's filing a lawsuit, which would quickly be brought up in the lawsuit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he says it's just a motion to try and force the sale of the house. But yeah, the fact that he thinks he deserves to stay in the house is crazy. And he like brought up his parents divorce he's like well, well when my parents got divorced my dad kept the house so like i should get to keep the house your dad kicked your firefighter mom out of the house and, and you're like see <laughs> like this is what men do <laughs> yeah yeah you come home from a long shift of saving people's lives and you know your stuff's out on the lawn that's what happens in a divorce like, okay, <laughs> but he put solar panels on the house and built a gym which is also definitely him just bringing gym equipment upstairs. <laughs> or even getting someone to just deliver it down there, like picking them out online and getting them to send to the house. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, buddy, people do renovations and then move. It's really not the, like, impossible investment you couldn't possibly get out of this, like, that you're saying it is, but... I bought a big mirror, you know? Like, that's what I'm imagining. He bought yeah. a mirror for the wall, so he's like, it's a full gym, guys. <laughs> you like, I'm into this? It was pretty sad when they panned from his room to her room. I'm like, I didn't know they were both upstairs like that. Like, is there no guest room on the main floor? Like, I was quite shocked. I know. I remember them talking about a social media room. I thought it was on the ground floor. I'm like, can we, yeah, can we just clear out an like be be at the complete opposite ends of the house like not like down the hallway from each yeah. other i know it's rough but something that i'm gonna add to the whole them still living together which they still are to this day that equation if you are can prove that the other person has not been living there for a certain amount of time it's as if they've abandoned the house and so you can claim ownership over it yeah and that's what he's been trying to do is wait her out, force her out, make her so uncomfortable that she leaves for X amount of time and he can hold his stake in the house. He's really trying to buy her out and stay in the house. And I mean, let's just put all of our witchy energy towards making sure that does not happen because he does not deserve a win. He has changed 0%. He has grown 0%. He's worse than ever. He has let this scandal 
bring out the worst in him and it's just shocking that you wouldn't grow or learn or change at all from something like this and he's showing yeah. that it's possible yeah which is impressive <laughs> yeah it is in a way it's like reverse yeah. impressive it's, it's impressive to go through so many life altering circumstances and yeah not grow at all it's actually more of a feat really than to change in that situation <laughs> i know and he keeps saying that he's changed and nick was like okay how like can you give me one example Stop questioning me you don't know where my life is like <laughs> oh I, yeah i can't believe he got through i just saw clips and i was getting set off i i mean he seems hysterical like he is like he's like holding back tears then getting mad then like he's speaking really fast and loud and then it's like control yourself you absolute freak it's ironic too that there's all these clips of him crying on a podcast going around and every other clip is ariana making her chicago debut and her like doing a bow with her bouquet of roses yeah that's probably why he's extra hysterical yeah i mean i'm the one thing that i am grateful for this premiere for is reminding the audience that ariana met her new boyfriend 10 days after finding out tom was cheating on her and they started dating immediately like that's not even enough time for anything that is not even enough time to decide to break up with your essentially husband who you own a house with who you've been with for 10 years who you've got you know the frozen eggs in the in the freezer with like let alone start dating another person exclusively and just transfer everything like one day you're waking up with tom a week later you're waking up with some other guy every day and like acting like you're in a couple well, we don't we don't know that they they met ten days after, but we don't know if they were a couple right away because they've been long distance. Like they obviously hooked up at this wedding, which I'm well, sure I remember watching in real time. Like they were inseparable after the wedding. Yeah, well, because they had Coachella was shortly after, so it's like wedding hookup, doing drugs at Coachella. Those things are gonna make you bond, and things happen. Sometimes you meet the right person at the wrong time and you just got to make it work. Well, I'm that's pro your pro. I know, but it's 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 an illusion. It's a fantasy. It, it can't be real, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> well, because I thought you said, I thought, I thought you'd said in previous episodes that that was something you were like envious that she had gotten it like into a new relationship 10 days later, which I'm like, I don't yeah, think I think. Know. I think it's I think it's effective revenge I think it's incredible revenge but she the fact that she got that fuck you on both a romantic level and a professional career level is the dream like she has made Tom look like a shriveled little worm by completely ascending and not like she never had to look sad lonely rejected embarrassed humiliated she got to just from the jump present the image of like i've traded up i'm dating a personal trainer he's nice to me he's hot he's friends with my friends it's seamless like i'm literally never gonna lose i think the optics of that are the opposite i think most people's reaction is like that's way too soon and judging her including her friends and the general public well no they're more judging him like i don't think anyone is judging her from what i've seen like i'm saying i don't think it's it's real how they're like it's a rebound is all i'm saying but it's a completely understandable from her pov why she would do this and anyone in her position would want the same i think yeah i guess i'm i'm skewed my perception is skewed because i I used to listen to so much dan savage back in the day and i think he was getting out of a seven-year relationship and his friend dragged him out to a club but he met he hooked up with this guy in the bathroom and this was like two weeks later and he ended up, they ended up getting married and now they've been together for 20 years since then. So he's always like, you just look, you never know. I wasn't looking for someone. I don't know. So sure. Um, anything's possible. Anything's but possible. It doesn't, we'll, we'll find out in time. We'll find out. Yeah. But now we've had Sheena in her apartment and she talks about a really sad situation, which is Tom's best friend, Ali passing away and her reaching out and then him blocking her and everything. This is 
one instance that I will have empathy for Tom because apparently Ali, his longtime best friend, was in the whole scandal um, on Ariana's side and was kind of distancing himself from Tom and basically saying like he had changed and left on that note and then tragically passed. So that I I do feel for him in that respect. Um, But the victim of season 11 is Summer Moon because she was blocked by Tom. How dare he? Mm -hmm. I know. That's too far. (laughs) He blocked Summer Moon. He blocked shenanigans. (laughs) Blocking shenanigans, fair game. Fair game. Summer Moon, absolutely not. I still maintain that I would only have a child if it was a guaranteed replica of Summer Moon. So adorable. Um, But they're discussing Rachel's status and Brock says that's a bag, that's a bag of mixed worms. And Sheena says, worms with a mustache. (laughs) It's just something about Sheena is she will always kill the joke. Joke. But it's gone too far. And then be like, hmm, see what I did there? (laughs) I love that for her. Yeah, me too. Um, Lala said that she feels like her family is in a pot of orcas. And I don't know about you, but I was immediately brought back in in my memory to the image of her doing that PETA campaign with... (laughs) With Sheena and Ariana, where they dressed up as whales? Well, yeah, of course. Okay. We we talk about and think about that all the time. We've talked about it on at least five other episodes. (laughs) Everyone who hasn't seen it must see it. (laughs) I know, but we can't see it enough. And I can't help but bring it up once again in this situation. (laughs) Well, literally, like, Lala's favorite movie is Blackfish. Like, she saw Blackfish and she never moved on from that day. She's like, I am an orca. I love orcas. I would do anything to protect them. They're so special. And like, I completely get it. Like, they have a greater center for empathy than we as humans do. Orcas? Yes. Like killer whales? Yeah. They feel more depth of love and pain and for the, the other orcas in their family than we do. Like, they have just bigger brains. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, t- I respect them and I'm terrified of them. But um, Lala wants to wrap up her custody situation. And she is finally feeling a lot of pain that she put off feeling because she was just so embroiled in her custody battle. Mm-hmm. She's suspicious of everyone, suspicious of Ariana's new man and the world around her. And I'm glad she's sinking into that because... Yeah, we we couldn't watch another season of Lala being a dry drunk rage addict screaming yeah. at people for no reason. Like, I'm a boss and I don't take nothing from no one. <laughs> that whole persona is so exhausting. So yeah. I'm glad to hear her being like this is really sad and horrible and is affecting me really badly. Mhm. Yeah. And Although- it's nice that she's just going for a more natural look too and you just feel like we're getting a little bit more of an authentic softer lala in general yeah and and also likely it's likely that she didn't talk about it at all in previous seasons because she didn't want to affect the custody battle well she says she did talk about everything including the accusations against randall for like maybe having child porn or things like that but she said they cut it all out because the producers were like we're not going to be liable for these kind of accusations just probably for the best. I don't think any legal counsel would advise. Don't they say you're never supposed to? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was protective for Lala, for her kid, for her custody battle, everything. Like it was the right decision. But obviously as a viewer, I want the tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's still, still wearing the Send it to Daryl sweatshirts. I guess this was peak Send it to Daryl era. Three months. This is three months post- phone discovery so very fresh very fresh yeah um schwartz and james are at a bar and schwartz is having a light beer and james has a double espresso shot um schwartz got him a monstera and a candle and i guess now is the time where i need to confess that i'm very sick in the head because i i zoomed in on the bag that the candle came in and I tried to go to that site and figure out what candle it was and like what it was valued at. 
Um, so it was somewhere between ninety and three hundred dollars. So nice was it candle. a baobab candle? No, it was. Oh, it's like I forget the brand. I ha- I Fred I. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a super common brand. I didn't want to get too. I didn't want to get too far. Okay, place. well, you know, I'm a candlehead too. But let me know. It's like, but yeah, I mean, James Dice Lafco L A. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is a very well known candle brand, but it's. I mean, James did say it smelled like citrus piss, <laughs> and his shorts kept going citrus puss. <laughs> oh, so I don't think that was necessarily a a good review of the candle, but. <laughs> Yeah, but I also I don't think any true candle lovers would take Schwartz's and James's take on on scents nope. too seriously. Okay, fair enough. I know, I know we're not. <laughs> they I, just don't have sophisticated enough palettes. No, and apparently neither do I because I hate how attracted I am to Schwartz in this moment. I hate ha, ha, ha. You judged me so hard for saying he was kind of cute on Winterhouse and now look at you. I'd fuck him and I hate myself for that and I take back all of my judgment. Um, Not only, like, it's made worse by the fact that I, I just rewatched season five for um, Ready to be Petty's Patreon, the episodes where they're in drag and i just this week watched him crying in a swamp like passing out like waking up to do shots and spraying whipped cream in his mouth like half apologizing to katie and yet here we are i mean his his charm is undeniable people can try to deny it and can try to say that he's so pathetic and so out of control as an alcoholic and a man child that he could never be attractive or never be charming but they'd be wrong because he is charming yeah when he goes, permission a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he talks about how Scandival was basically says it was the radioactive cherry on top of his shit Sunday of a year. And he also brings up to James how he was wearing the Schwartz and Sandy's hat and talked about how much they fought over the name. It was the biggest fight they've ever had. And Schwartz is acting like this is all Sandoval's fault. It's also Schwartz's fault for having no spine and no strong opinions about anything and just letting Sandoval take over his life just to undermine Katie basically. Um, but yeah, he's, he's going for the redemption angle and Ariana and Sheena go for a couple's massage and Sheena says that Dan seems good with kids, her new boyfriend. But she also says that she hasn't processed everything, but at least it's a step up because he hasn't cheated on her. <laughs> yeah sheena is living in a world of sheena as usual as usual she's only (laughs) thinking about herself yeah she's like glazed over until anything to do with her happens she perks up yeah but she did you know talk about her ocd diagnosis so that was yeah you know that's vulnerable to share yeah oh yeah no champers for Sheena. She's only on Zoloft. She's dealing with her OCD. And I'd actually never heard about postpartum OCD before mm. her talking about it. So she's bringing awareness. Mental health awareness queen. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ariana brings up that Schwartz was talking shit on Watch What Happens Live and 
telling people to give Sandoval a hug. <laughs> and then she texted him, fuck you, block your number, go choke on Sandoval's dirty ass dick. <laughs> yeah, that was the final straw. She had already told him we're not friends, but kind of had a little bit of a soft spot in her heart for him. A little bit. But after the give him a hug, even if he doesn't deserve a line, she said, choke on a dirty dick and die. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I know. And I love that Schwartz was like, for the record, I haven't choked on Sandoval's dirty dick. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so I did the, the room I was watching it with was like, well, I'm honestly, I'm glad he cleared it up because I was wondering like, if I still, yeah, and, and also like who, who knows what where the Yeah, you're right. He would say at. that regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've seen because I just rewatched the scene where they all play spin the bottle in his bachelor party and they had to kiss and they didn't have to kiss for as long as they did. Oh yeah, they, they leaned in. It. They did not pull away. And no. I think maybe even a little bit of open mouth action. Yeah. It was a good four or five seconds. So yeah. it lingered, and that's okay. Oh. I was hot. I'm feeling something right now, actually. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, it was the most like chemistry I've ever seen Schwartz have with anyone, right, on this show. So yeah, <laughs> that was also the that was also the episode where Jax was like, well, if Katie doesn't fuck him, I'm sure Sandoval will. <laughs> oh, Sandoval has pulled it out 100. Yeah, percent I just don't I- think Schwartz is the second type. He doesn't really do much. No, he's more, he seems more like a pillow princess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But we're at TomTom and we see a flash of Ken Todd in the background, which I was happy about. Just, it felt like a little status check. Like Ken worked safe. (laughs) He's upright. I was like, yes, Ken. He's out and about at night. (laughs) Yes, Ken being upright at night. Hello. (laughs) You know, it's been... Mm-hmm. I don't, we're we're not sure where Ken's at. Uh, we are still here once again, demanding an episode just of their medical records, medical updates on each one of the cast. But we know it's not going to happen. So I thought for some reason you were going to say we demand an episode following Ken, <laughs> like a Ken bottle episode. I'd be like trying that actually. I would like mind. Put a, if you put a GoPro around his neck, and it would be like when you see those videos of like. <laughs> A dog running through the field and like burying something. <laughs> muttering to the ponies. I would watch that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Ken's kind of hot. When he stood up for Lisa, when he told James he was going to knock him spark out, uh, like if he disrespected his wife again, I was like, oh, he's I know. a man. I know. Dementia or not, he will knock you the fuck out. <laughs> He will. He stands up for his woman. We love that. Yeah. yeah. The the younger men on the show could never. But we see Ariana and Katie walking arm in arm, and we get a very surreptitious flashback to them walking arm in arm to see Tom Tom for the first time. And that wow. had me choked up. Me too. Like and I felt I felt sick in that moment. Mm-hmm. The I whole know. the whole thing of Ariana then getting like fucking war flashbacks in tom tom and like shaking and crying from sitting at the same table and just being like okay like my life is completely flipped upside down it will never be okay for me to be in tom tom again everything is just wrong and sick now i know it was emotional at least they're both separated from their toms so they can unite together yeah and they needed to be to cut that dead weight off so they could sore but it's just still so crazy how much has changed in a short amount of time like the fact that this time last year her and tom were in a happy 10-year relationship from the outside and Mm -hmm. now it just happened so it was just shocking just shocking shocking uh scandal very shocking shocking. i wonder how schwartz and sandy's is actually doing i know i mean schwartz Schwartz said on the podcast that it's doing a lot better and that people have been showing love lately. But what does that mean? Because is he just trying to promote the business? Because we, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but even a restaurant that's thriving can still be in debt. Losing money. Yeah. Not profitable. So for a restaurant to already to start off so in debt 
then have a really rough year, even if it's picking up a bit, how how could it ever bail itself out? I don't know, Emily. I don't know the numbers, unfortunately. Once again, they have rejected our freedom of information request to open their books to us. So we yeah. can't confirm. Someone with connections to the FBI needs to push this forward. Yeah, the IRS. Yeah, the IRS. What Whatever higher forces need to be involved. But yeah, Schwartz, Schwartz is sad because he says Ariana is an ice queen. He says, I know she's exalted. And Ariana, patron saint of scorned women. And then he very, she just turns away from him and he goes over to a bartender and goes, I need a hug. Okay, I actually literally cried for Schwartz in this moment when he's like, hi, Ariana, it's really nice to see you in here. And she just turns away from him and you just see him go like white and then go to the bar. He's like shaken to the core. He's hold- he's about to cry. He might cry. And he's just like, like, that is one of the worst feelings when you like try to give an olive, olive branch to show someone you love them and they just like shut you down so hard. Like he's sensitive. Like he can't take that. And he, I'm sorry to say, doesn't deserve it. <laughs> okay. I think, I think once again, I'm tainted. Like that episode, his bachelor party where they had three days of horrific fighting and then everyone's pushing him to go make it up to Katie. And he walks over and is like, hi, Katie. Like kind of says it in the same way. And it's like, high five. <laughs> She's right. like, Whoa. I'm not giving you a fucking high five. He's like, come on. And he doesn't say anything to make it better. He's like, come on. It's all good. You want to drop it? <laughs> he started off the same way. So I was like, get away from her. No, you're right. It's the wrong take to have. But like, I just, and I can't help. over the bar, like to be like, I need a hug. Give me a hug. Like he needed one. And like, I need one too. When my, when people reject me and are mean to me, like it cuts me to the fucking core. She blocked him. She said, I don't want to talk to you. So he knew that. I know, so but they, ha- they have to film together all fucking summer. She can't say hello. She can't just say hello. Like, I really don't like that. I think you should always just respond to a hello and that's it. She doesn't have to be his friend. She doesn't have to hug him, but it just, it really hurt him and it would hurt me too in the same way. It pleased the Scorpio. With <laughs> like, yeah ice him out forever (laughs) i mean she doesn't owe him anything that's for sure but i just could only relate to him in that moment for some reason because maybe because i'm feeling rejected (laughs) (laughs) we've channeled a little too close to the sun here (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um lala pulls lisa aside they go off to talk this this annoyed me because it just felt so production-y Oh yeah, Lala, Lala's production heavy episode didn't really land for me. Like she is still raking in the money. Her in the last scene, she was wearing the Senator Daryl merch. Yeah, she's profiting off Scandaval and has been the cruelest to Rachel in the whole group. Yeah, so it is a bit rich. Yeah, yeah, her Senator Daryl, her merch responding to Rachel asking her not to publicly publicly distribute naked videos of her like after after all the yelling and shaming that Lala did to Rachel at that reunion I still think the worst was her saying it wasn't the same when I fucked James when you were with him because I didn't know you and when I met you I fucking hated you I was like wow that is really, really has a lot of layers of cruelty to it. And yep. if someone said that to me, that that is someone who I would ice out forever and ever and ever. Yeah, it's a, it's annoying and hypocritical. And Lala just wants so badly for everyone to see her situation the same as Scandaval. Yeah, because, I mean, there are a lot of similarities more similarities than differences. The only main difference is that she is not a sympathetic figure. <laughs> and Ariana is. Well, and as much as there were red flags with Tom in the beginning, like the infidelity with with when he was dating Kristen, overall, he was a generally liked and trusted character by most people. 
everyone's tainted now by Scandaval, but most of the audience was relatively on his side throughout and was like, yeah, Kristen's crazy. Tom and Ariana just, you know, they had one little kiss and got swept away, but now they're in love and they're couple goals. And Randall was, uh, he is the red flag. Like there couldn't be more of a red flag, gross man that you agreed to sleep with for the love and the Range Rovers and the the PJs, which she said herself at the time. Was the big part of her. I mean, it, it's just that she is the mirror image of Rachel. They they yeah. literally did the exact, exact same shit. Like yeah. sneaking around, wanting to be close to someone because they're famous, because they have a little shine to them. They have a little something. They've got more than you have. You're willing to be the other woman. You think you're different. You think it'll be different for you. Maybe they love you. They're not going to do that to you in the end. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, they cheat on you and humiliate you in front of the whole world. So, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's it, is that Lala at the beginning wanted people to see her as the Ariana in this situation. Like, yes. I was cheated on too. It's the same thing. And then she's realizing, like, that didn't work. And she is recognizing the truth, which is that, no, yeah, she is the Rachel in the situation. Yeah, yeah. And that's why she's like... And she essentially does own up to that. She's like, when people call me a mistress, when people call me a homewrecker... On paper, those things are true. That's, <laughs> I thought that was powerful. This is It was powerful because that's the first time we've ever heard her say that. Even up until last reunion, she was maintaining, I wasn't a mistress because I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like we all knew that you knew something. Yeah. You knew he was sneaking around a wife and two kids and something was going on. Whether or not he told you he doesn't want to be with his wife, he's going to divorce her. You know there's secrets. You know there's lies. And you're a part of it. Yeah, people don't realize you can just get through it so much quicker by being like, yeah, it was a really fucked up situation and I did some things I'm not proud of, but now I'm I've changed. Yeah. Versus maintaining the whole time up until this moment where she's like, yeah, I was a mistress. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you were. We all, yes. <laughs> just I think yeah. she saw her behavior last season and on the reunion and was like, okay, I actually look like a psycho. I'm projecting way too much. I'm yelling way too much. I have to go to therapy. So it's nice to see someone actually do that. Yeah, true. Yeah, she, she's been humbled. Um, Sheena's in a hamster wheel of sucking up to Katie. Will, yeah. it never, will it never end? It never will. Because she'll never get the approval from Katie that she wants. Yeah, Katie will always be so mean to Sheena. <laughs> and then Sheena will be duplicitous and two-faced uh, to her. And on and on they go like she Sheena wanting things to be all good with Katie while Katie is staring coldly at her it's like why why she can't help but try to make it a thing I mean at the end of the day Katie just doesn't respect Sheena's personality like she just sees Sheena as like a cringe annoying person and you can't overcome that like I have tried to make people like me who don't like me and think everything I'm interested in is cringe and you'll never get over that. <laughs> if someone doesn't like your personality, then sorry, the friendship is doomed. But Sheena's personality is such that if anyone rejects her, she fights for their love. Yeah, <laughs> Ten true. times harder. She can't let it go. But true. Lala goes outside to leave Rachel a voice note, reaching out to her and saying that she wants to talk. Oh, yeah. She does want to talk, of course. She wants that scene so fucking bad. She can taste it. But Rachel is not going to give that to her. Yeah. Um, And it's just, you know, for... This is only three months after. And I was tuning into Lala's podcast post-Scandaval. And she was basically spending every episode ripping into Rachel. Pretty much up until this point, for sure, if not... Of course, all she does is degrade her and denigrate her online until there was like a switcheroo like very recently. But she and yeah, bragging about her behavior at the reunion, saying she's iconic and all this stuff like she has she was the worst of them all. Yeah, her and James. Yeah. Screaming their heads off. Yeah, the um, the editors really go off. (laughs) 
in closing the scene with flashes of Logan taking photos of Ariana. You see the outside, they break the fourth wall and you see the outside of Tom Tom. You see all these people lined up taking photos of them. Oh. You didn't catch this? No. This was like a full, this was a full A24 production um, because Logan, they, they flash between these horror scenes. So they show Sheena smiling and then a, a one second clip of her her in horror immediately post cannibal. They show Logan filming Ariana and she's dancing. You see people in a huge crowd outside of Tom Tom taking photos. And then you see a one second flash of her screaming and then back to her dancing. And I was like, okay, yeah, yes, I remember that now. A24 who? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so love that. Love that they're taking some more experimental leaps with their editing. Keep, keep it up. You yeah. I think that that's a really good idea tonally to lean into sort of a surrealism angle for this season because they're not going to be able to do the cheating mystery reveal that has worked for them many times in the past. Hopefully everyone can keep it in their pants for just this one fucking season. And But hey, they, <laughs> never say never. But um, yeah, but but just sort of the the horror of all the public attention they're getting all the pressure, all the scrutiny sort of hitting. I, I, I think that's com- a compelling hook. Yes. I think that's the only way that they can, not the only way that they can make this interesting. I really want them to go that route of leading into showing what it's like for all of them to grapple with this fame and the resentments that they have towards each other for how they've leveraged that fame. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like online and let's really drill down on the consequences of this, the ripples. Yeah, definitely. So we go to Katie's house or no, Katie is coming by Schwartz's house and Schwartz has a lot of plants that he's (laughs) that look like they're thriving. And I was like, is Joe helping him? Because I just don't see him. I loved when when he was watering them and he was like, my only friends now, my only friends that I hang out with. (laughs) That was relatable to both of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah, when that's your only job, yeah, you certainly can water your plants and and rotate them in the sun and and all that. And and it was a cute scene with him and Katie talking about their dogs, Dingleberries. I saw a a huge influx of comments online of people being like, I hope Tom and Katie get back together. I'm like, you guys are fucking wild for that one but toxic yeah you're toxic (laughs) like for me what i saw was katie in the confessional says that she has no relationship with schwartz because he talked so much shit about her last year i was like katie he's been talking shit about you literally (laughs) since you've known each other um i know but she for a second we thought like wow he'll actually show her support post-divorce like as a friend but when they packaged up those three clips of him talking shit and ran them back to back I was like even watching that together if I was watching someone say that about me it would be like a dagger in the heart from this last episode yes once again publicly humiliating her he Um, said he said fuck Katie man I don't miss her in any way shape or form (laughs) yeah and then she's just trying to express her opinion he's like you're so dramatic gaslighting humiliating her and then she says she has no he has no access to her life outside of the dogs um and then immediately after Schwartz says hey want to chill for a sec she goes okay and I'm like this is you guys in a fucking nutshell yeah I want to see her take a little more of the Ariana approach of just get the dogs hey how's it going like I gotta go she can't though she does like him slash love him yeah, the Bubba's were they were they were had a Bubba moment. I, they did. They bubbled up a little. Yeah, which I was like, Katie, stop it! <laughs> Just take the dogs and go. I still remain unsure about Gordo and Butters when they're in Schwartz's custody. I mean, he did say he groomed them and picked their dingleberries, so that's pretty good. Well, they shouldn't have. Yeah, you. That's what you need to do to take care of a, a pet they should not uh, have the old dogs get dingleberries i know you should, i'm saying yeah of course that's like that go 
You're saying that's bare minimum, but it's I avoid. Neglect if if your dog's butt <laughs> is like matted and covered in poop and you just leave it. <laughs> okay, well, stop judging me because sometimes I do leave it and wait for Austin to do it. I don't want to fucking do it. It makes me sick. Okay. And it's so not you, so easy. No, no, but you have another person. Like, you're leaving it to another person. If it was you alone, like, you'd make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, let's move on from the dingleberry scene. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> No one asked for this input. <laughs> check in on Gordo and Butters. But now we're at the den. And they're having a gals going out for drinks um, at this bar. We have Sheena, Lala, Katie, and Ariana. Um, Sheena says to Lala with her purse, did you get that from my Amazon Live? <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed. Her and Lala really have that in common where they're always shamelessly hawking their stuff. The two of them are two peas in a pod, and I'm excited we're gonna get to see their twinning friendship and their their two kids twinning and everything this season. I really enjoy their dynamic. And I enjoyed Lala as sort of a sister wife to Brock and Sheena. So it's it's interesting hearing those rumors about potentially Brock and Sheena's demise because that that dynamic I thought was really working for them, but we'll see. I know. I love their Palm Springs compound. Yeah. And I think we'll be maybe limited in seeing some of it because they're not allowed to film with Ocean. Yeah. But, but I would I'd be glad to just see Lala, Sheena, and Brock interacting and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we, we did see Ocean before though, right? No, we no, we've never we've seen, seen her. Okay. I think maybe photo or maybe we're just getting mixed up with online because yeah they sh- i thought they showed ocean for a second when they flashed the ball pit but i'm like no they're they're doing everything they can but show the kid yeah yeah but katie says that schwartz has pet beetles so i know it was like oh he's got a terrarium i wonder what's got in there maybe another lizard oh no it's bugs <laughs> yeah. open an open bug pit yeah, it had no top on it. Maybe the beetles <laughs> can't crawl out, but I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded seeing something closing it. Yeah, maybe just a little screen. <laughs> no, I don't want the beetles to suffocate, but I'm like, can we just... I don't... What if What if one of them takes a little leap? But Schwartz misses Ariana, and Lala says that she'd like to play devil's advocate. Um, Ariana says what I... Why I always respond to that statement, which is the devil doesn't need an advocate. But Lala's saying, look, Schwartz was abused by Sandoval. And it's like, all right. Okay. Strong words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very strong words. And Ariana says, okay, but like Sandoval affected a lot of relationships and kept her and Katie apart and iced her out from that friendship. And Lala used that opportunity to say that she's not sure if if those that's still in place, her walls are still up. She's not sure if Ariana likes her or not. And I think with Lala and Ariana, I think they're fine. They seem perfectly cordial together, but I think that Lala wasn't interested in a friendship with Ariana before she became an it girl. Well, there's a lot there between them. Like it goes very, very deep psychosexually and beyond. I know, but, uh, but I'm saying like they've had their moments, but overall as friends like there's not really been a any kind of friendship beyond just friendly filming for years um i would disagree with that i think that we did see some deeper friendship but but this is again this is the problem because ariana says everything is real you know all her film scenes with rachel and beyond not filmed was a real friendship and rachel says no it was just friendliness for the show and it's like ultimately up to each person how much value they ascribe to those interactions. But I would feel really close to someone if I had a scene where we talked about our body insecurities and we, you know, we're dressed in matching outfits and then we went down on each other. And then like we, <laughs> you know, we talked about depression together and you, you they held your child and like, but in that time, after all that Lala was going on, I don't know, like all this is like, there's so much that has transpired, but then Lala was going on this campaign about how, oh, Ariana's such a sad sack and she's such a Debbie Downer. And 
Yeah, she. I know she was saying that when she said, I don't give a fuck about you and you don't give a fuck about me. And then they had that fight where I was like, oh, I was born cool. Like, yeah, that was definitely their like darkest era as enemies. And now they're like trying to rebuild something. But I just. I know they all have to film together. I just think Art Lala is pushing a little bit of that victim narrative because she knows it'll probably get airtime if it's centered around Ariana. Well, and she also is feeling insecure. Like, she is wondering if Ariana likes her and did she push it too far and, like, are are the cool girls going to pick me? And, like, you know, she she that's all real with her. She's a very, like, insecure and vulnerable person. Yeah. But then Lala says that she does have empathy for Rachel and she did reach out to her. And Ariana points out the irony that no one was allowed to be in contact with Randall. Lala probably wouldn't have been too happy if she had reached out to one of Randall's mistresses. And it's like, okay, but you didn't have a friendship with Randall's mistresses, but Lala didn't have a friendship with Rachel. So I know, I know Lala is trying to make amends on TV for what a bully and a mean girl she looked like to Rachel, I think. Yeah. And it's not real. It just isn't striking me. as very real on her part. No. Um, I know. And she's like, well, it's different. My ex made me sign an NDA. And Katie keeps butting in to be like, it's not the same. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This scene made Lala and Sheena both look really bad. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to see a lot of that this season. Uh, Yeah. I think they're all, I think Ariana's going to get a villain edit a bit. I already see so many comments turning on her. Everyone be like, give it up already. And I'm like, yeah, this was three months after. And they're like, it's so pathetic how rude she still is to Rachel. It's like, oh my god god like she owes rachel anything no but i've been going into comment sections on instagram every time i see a post just to get a pulse and i don't know if that's a great gauge of it but i would say half the comments are favorable to ariana and the other half are like she's so petty like get over it get over it stop playing the victim we're sick of this yeah Um, that's just the nature of reality tv and the trolls and the audience and the swinging of opinions and ariana said that she had like she was like i'm preparing myself to be the villain to have all the backlash that women get when they are successful when they are overexposed i know that's coming my way and i don't care like the audience can think what they want to think yeah but lala keeps really keeps pushing this and she has said that look she would be friends if all she did was cheat but she put a temporary restraining order and that changed everything <laughs> i know she's like yes i can forgive the cheating betrayal of my best friend no problem but when it comes to affecting me that's where i draw <laughs> like she's I saying know. it like that's like some sort of reversal of what we would expect <laughs> i like, know i know she has no self-awareness at all <laughs> no never she'll never ever change i know and she said it so like like i really did something there. yeah <laughs> not of being aware that that will make her look so bad for audiences but yeah we're what else is new? Uh, and that's where we end it. And we get some flashes to the season ahead. What 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 really killed me was that at the end of that girls' night scene where they fought, cried, said how much, you know, they didn't like each other or were worried that the other person didn't like them. They were like, that was a great girls' night. <laughs> that, we needed that. That was really, really great, you guys. <laughs> That had me howling. Like, that's a good girls' night for you guys. You guys are dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah. We love you for it. Yeah, thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Guys, listeners, we're going to figure out what we're going to do about this whole Vanderpump situation because in terms of covering it, because we, we only have so many hours in the week. We're trying to figure out... We, this isn't just a Vanderpump podcast. I don't know. We're going to be reaching out to you guys soon. Yo, expect some polls. Expect some <laughs> polls, okay? <laughs> Everyone's been asking. No, no one's been asking. But we're going to figure it out because we want to, we, we like Sheena, want to, we just want everyone to like us. And so we're just, we'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> whoever you want me to be, I'll be. Yeah, we'll be whoever. Whatever you want us to be okay no we're gonna figure it out we're gonna figure it out so stay tuned for that okay yeah um and that's about it and thanks sammy for getting on in the middle of your vacation 
giving the people what they want and frankly deserve. <laughs> um, happy, happy to meet this emergency broadcast and uh, love you guys. See you soon. Au revoir, mes amours. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you have no idea where it's going? Well, I know. It's all of those subscriptions. I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and I had them cancel the ones I didn't want anymore. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pod24. That's rocketmoney.com slash pod24. rocketmoney.com slash pod24.